The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. Hey, this is Kara, and you are live with the Conquest of Bliss podcast. So today I am um, going to do a live because there were some issues with um, my release, and I figured it was a really good opportunity because I can do individual shows live. I just don't want to do the live shows with my guests at this point. So first of all, hello. This is my first episode that's being streamed live, so that's really exciting. And just a warning, I'm going to put this up as is on the thing. It's not going to be edited today. So just a warning (laughs) that my sound quality might decline um, significantly just for the one episode. But what I wanted to talk about today was a little while ago, I asked my Facebook what you guys might want to hear about. And someone said something that I thought was really important. And so they asked, how do I coexist with, in this case, anti-vaxxers? But I think the question at large here is, how do I coexist with people that I don't see eye to eye with and that I don't agree with? And that's a question that has plagued me for a really long time. Um, (laughs) So just to be clear, like my family and I, um, while we love each other very much, very rarely see eye to eye. And a lot of people have found it very, very strange that I have been able to maintain a healthy and happy relationship with them in spite of that. And so although I'm no expert, I actually think that I have some thoughts on this that might be helpful. Before I go on though, I just want to let you know that I am doing this through OBS because there's a really big lag. So if you do comment, I'm not going to see it until after. So don't think I'm ignoring you. It's just, it's just that I am new at this. So when faced with people who see things very, very differently than me, and especially people who can be a little bit belligerent about it, it's certainly challenging. It's it's definitely challenging. But one of the things that I do is I really take the time to look at how very little control I have over them and the way that they behave and try and turn that, therefore, inward and go, okay, so what is it that I can control? What is it about this that I can manage? And so I I do a lot of things like practicing mindfulness is really, really helpful. But the big thing that's really helpful for me is learning how to zoom out. So I did just put on my website really recently a um, an exercise for grounding because that's really the first step is if your emotions start to get really high, You really do need to figure out a way to ground yourself so that you can get through those emotions and back into your critical thinking mind and be able to actually put into practice the tools that you normally use. So for me, you know, the 54321 grounding technique has been immensely helpful, but it's not the only version of a technique for grounding. Basically, when you're trying to ground, what you're trying to do is you're trying to bring your mind back into your physical body and away from the big emotions and all of that other stuff that's going on. So like I said, the five, four, three, two, one technique for me is really helpful. So that's five things you, you name out louder in your head, five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can feel physically, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. But like I said, it's definitely not the only technique that works that way. 
Um, oftentimes people will talk about breathing and just say, just breathe. And it's like, well, I was already breathing. So I don't really understand how that's helpful, but it is helpful if you know what's meant by that. So normally what people mean is to turn your thoughts to your breathing. Um, if you're someone who suffers from really bad anxiety and struggle when you think about your breathing, and I've met people who have that struggle, you can really set your thoughts to anything sensory. So if there's a clock ticking, you know, just, just bring your thoughts back to the clock ticking over and over again. And and from from there, once you've found that you're grounded and the emotions, the big chemical reaction has passed, then you got to start implementing, fill, well, not got to, it's, it's helpful for me when I start implementing um, philosophical and psychological tools that, that really sort of bring me through it. So a really good example of a tool that I will use is remembering that I'm grateful for my freedom to believe what I believe and that I want to respect that in other people. Um, also, zooming out can be really helpful, you know, what is the harm in what this person is saying? And if it is something that's harmful, how, like, what control might I have? But ultimately, the thing that I find most helpful in all of it, regardless of what it is, is I remember that conversion really only seems to work when it's done passively and with love. So if someone says something that really, really bothers you, um, like some of the things that my, my dad will say or whoever that really, really bother me or that I see just entirely different is I try to take the approach of loving them and showing them by example what it looks like to do it in a healthier way. And I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if my dad agrees or, or what, but I found that it's really productive because at the very least people tend to respect our boundaries better when we do that and it's so easy to say and it's hard to do and so I'm not trying to make any claims about it being easy to do but <laughs> um, I do find it helpful to just remind myself consistently that I don't get to control them the only way that I'm going to be able to influence them is by just continuing to love them well and you know be transparent about my own feelings and boundary setting is really the other the other piece of this, right? Compassion and boundaries often need to be looked at so that they're in balance because it can be really easy to go one way or another. It can be really easy to just kind of become a doormat and, you know, go too far in the compassion department. And it can also be really easy to just be really militant and push people away. And so examining, you know, that is, is helpful, but setting clear and kind boundaries is really helpful. So for the example of the anti-vax thing, that's actually a really good example, um, only because a lot of people want to talk to me about the virus. A lot of people want to talk to me about all of the stuff that's going on in the world. And to be honest with you, I just don't have the emotional energy and capacity to constantly put my mind to big problems that I don't have a lot of things to do with. So when someone comes to me and talks to me about that, I just express that and I keep it on me is... I don't have the emotional energy to help with this. I'm not, I'm not up to discussing this. I respect that you see it that way and I see it a little bit differently, but I don't feel that you need to see it the same way. So let's just not talk about it and things like that. I find 
people tend to be very responsive and receptive to that kind of thing with me, at least personally. Um, I don't know if other people have a similar experience or not, but for me, when I set boundaries in a way that is like, look, this is my boundary. It's not about you. People tend to be very receptive of it. So that's, that's some of the stuff that I try to practice in order to do it. And, and the other thing to remember too, is that like, as compassionate, as important as it is, as it is to be compassionate to other people, as important as it is to try your best to coexist with people, there are going to be moments, there are going to be days, times, whatever, when you just don't have it in you, you know, and, and on those days, I try to avoid interacting with people if I can. But if I can't, you know, um, forgiving myself for misstepping is really important. Um, I misstep a lot. I'm a very flawed human being. Um, Matt would probably tell you that I, I snap sometimes or have moments of frustration and, and surrounding myself with people who are going to be compassionate back to me is also really helpful. Having a place to rest my mind is really helpful. Um, so like I said, I mean, of course, I'm not a therapist, but I am someone who has a lot of experience coexisting with people who do not see the world similar to me at all. And you know, that's, it's kind of the beauty of it. Like now that I've practiced these skills a lot more, I am starting to realize like, it's really, really cool that I get a little piece of so many worldviews, even if I think that they're incredibly incorrect. I get just a little piece of all of these different worldviews and am able to just learn, learn how, like how they came to be. You know, and I think that that's something that's really, really helpful for me as well when I do deal with other people is approaching it with curiosity, understanding that this person does not have these opinions for no reason. There's very likely a lot of reasons that all compile together to create this, this reality for them. And so when compassion doesn't work, when they're doing something that I see as, as, as very harmful, what I do is I try really hard to step back and go, okay, but why? You know, like if, especially if it's someone that I want to, you know, convert quote unquote, it's why, why do you think this way? What are the factors that could have contributed? And to be honest, like people are really, really open to saying their stuff. If you ask someone, <clears throat> you know, say it's an anti-vaxxer at work and you ask them, well, why is it that you think that? You know, what is it that you're afraid of? Um, <clears throat> and, and a variety of other things that you can ask where it's like, oh, okay, do you have experience with vaccines? Like, you know, who is it that's teaching you this stuff? And, and try to do that with a, a non-judgmental voice. Um, it goes a really long way, especially because you can, you can say like, where does this come from? And then at the end of the conversation, you can say, you know what? I see it differently, but I'm at least glad that I understand where you're coming from now. And then you walk away and you're much more likely to have a stronger relationship. And people who are endeared to you are much more likely to respect your boundaries. If you set them in a way that is, I respect that you're allowed to have your opinion, but in respecting that, I need you to understand and respect mine. Um, so like I said, that seems to go a really long way in my own personal life, <laughs> but you know, for, for different people, it may not work as well. I really just don't know. Um, so 
<clears throat> Goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> so some other stuff that I thought that I would talk about a little bit just since I'm on here. Um, and I know that that was a bit brief, but some of the th stuff that I thought I would talk about a little bit is just how excited I am right now. Things are wild. I have been guesting on a lot of shows and I'm going to be adding a part of my website that's going to explain or not explain, but like list where um, else you can find me and my conversations, which is really exciting. And I'm starting the Conquest of Fun soon. So I don't know if you guys caught that live on my um, my personal page, but that's really exciting. And all in all, like life is just pretty good. Um, that doesn't mean I don't have struggles. I've been struggling a lot with my health lately and an awful lot with wondering what am I trying to accomplish? Where, you know, where do I go from here? <laughs> and, and I've been talking to a lot of people and realizing a lot of things that don't work for me. But that's still exciting. You know, that's still, oh, it's, it's such an adventure. And I've just really been mindful of my blessings lately. I have so many lovely people that go out of their way to support me and teach me things and just talk to me, help me create content and just support me in loving ways. And I just, I, I can't even tell you how much that means to me. It's been, it's been a really weird trip from being a sad, sick girl to someone who people actually listen to sometimes and someone that can do a live stream. Like how wild is this? Um, and of course, you know, like I said before, I don't fully know what I'm doing <laughs> and I don't fully understand how any of this stuff works, but that's okay. You know, it's a, it's a process. So for those who are listening to this after the fact on the pod podcast stream, thank you for putting up with the sound quality. We are working on how to best integrate the video quality, the video and the sound. Um, and for those who are watching, I just appreciate so much that you're taking the time out of your day and giving it to me. Um, that's one thing that I've really, really realized on this journey is what a gift someone's time is like, what a gift that someone would give you their attention and their time for even a moment. So I really, really appreciate that. And I just, I don't know, a big old thank you. To, to everyone. And so, you know, it's really interesting. I'm learning how very difficult it is to uh, know what to talk about. Um, as far as, you know, the topic that I was talking about coexisting is, it's such a huge topic and it's very, what, one of the things that becomes super relevant to it, and I'm almost done, I swear. Um, one of the things that becomes super relevant to the topic of coexisting with people is what, is their opinion you know, doing you or your community direct harm. And so that's one of the issues that makes it really, really hard to deal with when it does happen. But again, I want to go back to the point that as much as so, so I want to be clear is that anybody that cuts someone out of their life or, you know, decides not to argue with people that are hurting them 100% on board with that, that's valid and, and a great choice. But if you're like me and you want to continue interacting with people who have harmful views, um, either to convert them to a less harmful view or just, you know, to give them love, because 
I mean, some of the, the meanest people are the ones that need love most, in my opinion. So if you're like that, um, the thing that I, I really, really want to drive home is curiosity and kindness. It's, it's helpful for me to think of people who are mean or harsh or brutal to, um, as, as just other people that are hurting. I know like I can look back and reflect on my life and there's been more than a few moments where I have been upset, sad, angry, and mean. And there's also been an embarrassing number of moments <laughs> where I have been ignorant to the way that my behavior affected other people. And as much as I'd like to be able to go back and change that, I can't. And it helps me to reflect on that and go, hey, you know what? We're all learning. We're at different points. And there are, you know, there's a good chance that some of the people with the opinions that can be harmful could very well look back on it in five years, just like we do with our mistakes and go, whoof, that was a rough one, you know? And so, so I guess humanizing people who disagree with us is, is a really helpful thing for me. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know what else to say. So I'm going to, I'm going to call this one real short. Um, but I do so much appreciate any support that you guys give. Um, if you're wondering what other ways there are to support me, you can like, share, follow. Um, there's a Patreon, uh, buy me a coffee. Oh gosh, there's lots of ways. Um, I'm also actually going to be accepting if, if the right one comes along, accepting sponsorships for the show as well. So if that's something that you're interested in, DM me and I will send you the form. And if you're interested in guesting on the Conquest of Fun, let me know. Um, there is a form for that as well. There's a form for everything. I'm super profesh. Um, and other than that, I just wanted to say I love you. Bye.